1: Welcome to Tech You Should Know with Kim Commando. I'm Mike James, and this podcast is about insider secrets, protecting yourself online, making money from home, securing your devices, avoiding scams, and much more. In just a bit, Kim talks with Sean Cannell. Now, I know you're smart. You know people make money on YouTube. There are some people that are making a lot of money on YouTube, just exactly how they do it. Well, one guy is making $40,000 a month on YouTube by sending people to buy Amazon products. How does he do it? What are his insider secrets? And how did he get started? Well, we're gonna find out in just a few moments. Uh, First, a quick reminder, this is not the Kim Commander Show. Every week, Kim gives you the very latest tech news, tips, DIYs, and she takes your questions on the Kim Commando Show. And for that podcast, you can just go to GetKim.com, which, uh, by the way, if you use promo code Kim, you get a free 30-day trial. That's GetKim.com. All right, making $40,000 a month plus on YouTube with Sean Cannell. Next on Tech You Should Know with Kim Commando
2: Do you ever wonder how people make money on YouTube? I mean, you always see the headlines. So-and-so made X amount of money on YouTube in their sleep, and you're like, oh, but I have a great idea. I could be a YouTube star too. Okay, what about making money selling stuff on Amazon? Because you see those ads all over, and gosh knows if you ever Google search how to make money, you're going to see all type of scams about it. And of course, you take commission off of those Amazon sales. Joining us here on the Kim Commander Show podcast is Sean Connell. He combined both. And he's making an astounding $40,000 a month reviewing cameras and accessories on YouTube. He's got this wildly popular Think Media YouTube channel. And it's crazy. It has about 1.2 million subscribers. So Sean, I know that you've been doing this for a while and success by no means comes overnight. But my first question for you is, do you remember how much your first Amazon affiliate commission check looked like? I mean, how much was it?
0: I do, Kim. It was back in 2010 and it was $2.12. <laughs> wow. Not even enough to go to Starbucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right.
2: So, were you reviewing cameras and stuff at that point or was it something different?
0: Yeah, when I got started uh, on YouTube, you know, I started video back in 2003, uh, just volunteering in the youth group of my local church, and that was before YouTube started. And so I started to kind of shoot videos, and they were terrible. Kim, I don't want you or your community to
1: see them. I like to tell
0: people your first videos, they're going to be your worst videos. You know what I mean? And um, it was now years later, though. I, I, seven years later, I'd been making videos. And the first YouTube channel I ever started was for my church in 2007. Didn't know what to do. Didn't know about titles or thumbnails or how to do it. There was a time limit. It was You had a 15-minute time limit on videos because even the platform itself was just getting started. But by 2010, I had discovered... Um, I was doing research. I found affiliate marketing as well as the power of YouTube to talk about products and reach people and share tips or do tutorials. And so I did. I started sharing video tips on my channel, Think Media, but I also started experimenting with other kinds of videos. I had a personal channel where I really would just do like weird experiments. And I did a video called Gift Ideas for Him. And what I did was I just gathered up um stuff from around the house i figured i'm a him so someone shopping for uh you know their husband or their brother or just any any man in their life you know youtube's a search engine so people type in like what are some gift ideas for him and um i threw some headphones into a bin and some books and some just stuff that i had and i talked about it on youtube with as you mentioned, those Amazon affiliate links in the description down below. And so in those early days, again, I just started, I did like reviews of will CBTL pods, coffee bean tea leaf pods work in a Starbucks Farismo, And then they do. And, and look, you could buy these CBTL pods cheaper um, on Amazon than what it would cost you to buy the Starbucks pods. And it started super small, you know, I was making videos for over a year before I made any money at all. And then $2 and 12 cents wasn't much. But as you mentioned, years later, we just continued to, you know, learn the system, get better at the various skills and uh, it scaled to be a significant income.
2: Well, and, and, but that says a lot to your success because a lot of people would have gotten that $2 check and they'd say, come on, I mean, you know, this just isn't worth my time but i will tell you and i've been in the media business for over 20 years that you are talented i mean it takes a certain person to come through a video and you have that ability and uh which i you know it's it's a it's a talent it's something that you are born with i think but you can also develop it and so you probably had a little bit of that going back, even though you told us, you know, we should never look at that first video. I bet you that you had some type of resonance at that point. So now you have a company, right? I mean, it's not just you doing the reviews. How many employees do you have?
0: Yeah, our core team is 12 people now, and we actually have multiple content um We teach online video, what are the best cameras, lighting, microphones, and how do you use these cameras for live streaming and um, video editing software and all the different elements of um, creating content. And so we have uh, out of that, there's about six of us that talk about cameras, teach on software. And we kind of have different characters. Like I kind of think of it like um, characters in the office or characters in like the Wu-Tang clan, like each person's got their different <laughs> style, their different um, way of communicating and, and their specialty. We've got Omar, who special, specializes in photography. So there's certain lenses, certain cameras that are stronger in photography. We've got Heather, who is kind of your soccer mom. She's probably one of the most powerful because she's the most relatable. She doesn't, you know, you start talking too much about the megapixels of a sensor and really technical details, and you've already lost her. So she really has been able to powerfully connect with people that just want something that's simple, easy to use, show me the paint by numbers, you know there's the four dummies books, <laughs> for dummies, you know, soccer for dummies. that I think is kind of one of the reasons, and even originally starting think media, I think it's one of the reasons why we've succeeded because I always was passionate to um, have empathy for the end user and and avoid the pretentious and I don't even think people mean to do this, but I think a lot of content creators, other tech channels, they get so deep into their knowledge. We call it the curse of knowledge that they get disconnected from the person who's like, wait a minute, you just you shared so many insider terms, so many different things.
2: We have. Yeah, exactly. You have no idea. I mean, people have no idea what they're saying. And, you know, what I tell people that work with us is that I say, you know, if you ever think that you're losing track uh, of who we're writing for, who we're talking to, whatever we're doing, is that I'd like you to go down and to. Well, this is actually like pre-COVID, but go stand in Costco. And just watch people trying to buy a television. You know, just – and they're like, I don't know which one's better. What's QLED? What's OLED? And then this kid pops up with a Costco shirt saying, which one – this is the one that you want to buy. But I stood there once and I actually looked at the kid. I said, no, you're wrong. Um, And I corrected him right on the spot. And there is a knack to being able to kind of plow through that. And it's it's really smart though because if people are on YouTube – and they're searching for things. A lot of people don't realize that Google's the number one search site and YouTube's the number two search site. And so the fact that you're on there talking about video and cameras is just really smart, smart business. Now, let's talk about the Amazon Affiliates Program because we have that on our site. And I can tell you, I mean, we have to write about a lot of stuff in order to generate any type of real Amazon uh, Associates income. I think of the most we ever made, you made 40000 I think the most we ever made was like 4000 a month. So how much do you need to sell an Amazon product in order to get to that $40,000 a month profit?
0: Yeah, well, um, I'll actually pull up uh, the numbers so I can be really accurate. But I think a couple things for those listening to consider is one, what, what industry are you in? What niche are you in if you wanted to go on YouTube? Because Amazon pays you different percentages. For example, they pay 10%. A commissions on luxury goods. So let's say you had a web, a YouTube channel reviewing luxury handbags and luxury watches. Well, that's a very high percentage. Conversely, if you had a channel that reviewed food delivery services or, you know, ordering groceries online, you could actually link to Amazon grocery services, but you only get 1%. And you think about even the uh, cost of the products themselves. So the nice thing is that when someone's in looking for a camera, they're doing their research and they may find our videos, those are higher ticket products so they can scale up. And that'd be similar to some of the things you would recommend too, because if someone buys a couple thousand dollar TV or whatever, um, then you have a chance to have a higher commission. But um, our main category is camera, photo, and video. And Amazon actually slashed their commissions recently. So like power tools went from like, it went from 60% to 3%. So imagine if you had a Power Tools blog or a Power Tools YouTube channel, um, all of a sudden your revenue was just cut in half. So we were very worried at the time. But cameras is 4%, and it actually was untouched. So that's the core generator for us. But I'll tell you this. So far in June, in, uh, at the time of recording this, in about a $23 uh, window, we have had 268,000 clicks on our links. Wow, and, that's huge! Yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's, cr- it's that's ma- crazy. It's major, and we've actually, as far as in sales for Amazon, over eight hundred thousand dollars, which equates to thirty thousand dollars so far this month, and so um, that would, in the next you know eight or so days, that may be another ten, and right around that forty thousand mark is where we've been at recently. So that'll probably be around three hundred thousand clicks a month. It's it's a lot.
2: That you know what that's a lot of clicks. Um, It's tracked by a cookie. Is that correct? And so is it. You get commission on anything that anybody buys for twenty four hours. I don't know if a lot of people realize that because it doesn't matter what they buy once they click through.
0: Yeah, I think that's the really powerful thing. And um, what's so interesting is while cameras is our main category, it's possible to click through and. And so when they watch a video of me talking about a camera, click the link, go to Amazon, and then say, you know what, I'm still going to research for another three to six months. You know, it's, it's not until summer that we're going to go on that vacation where we want to decide on if we want the DJI uh, Osmo action camera or the GoPro action camera. But you know what, I do need to just buy a whole bunch of um, home improvement stuff. I need to get some textbooks for my kids' school. I need to get some clothing or some office supplies anything once they've clicked that link that they purchased in 24 hours on the Amazon website gets credited to wherever they clicked last in terms of, uh, of an affiliate uh, link. So a lot of people don't know that. So all kinds of weird stuff, you know, is sold. I'm looking through <laughs> here. It's, you know um, you've got like other Organified green juice powders and massage guns, deep <laughs> tissue massage guns, hand sanitizers in here, black seed herbs and posture correctors. So, <laughs> you know, it's Amazon. That is one of the powerful things about the Amazon affiliate program is it's the everything store. And so chances are, if someone's clicked on your link in 24 hours, a lot of people just buy general stuff. I don't know if you're like me, my wife and I, we we shop so much online and we, and we might buy, you know, just really practical things. It could be like paper towels or it could be, uh, you know, shampoo and conditioner and just different things that we need. Some things are on subscription. And so whenever you click that link, anything you sell, and that's been a huge piece of building up that top line revenue.
1: Hey, don't forget, if you've got a question about something digital, you can get Kim's unbiased advice and it's advice that you can trust. America's Digital Pro, Kim Commando, and our nationally syndicated radio show. You just go to Commander.com, and in the upper right-hand corner, click on the Be a Caller button. We're going to ask you your name and for a couple of details about your question. It will set up a time where you can be on the show, ask your question on the show. It is fun. You can call your friends and let them know that you're going to be on the show. And that's, again, the Be a Caller button in the upper right at Commando.com. And in just a few moments, it's more of Kim's conversation with Sean Connell. Why you shouldn't rely on one social media source and how Sean is using other video platforms like Snapchat and TikTok for making money on his platform. We'll be right back. It's Tech You Should Know with Kim Commando.
2: Now, does it bother you that or maybe you have a way around it? that when these people click through to buy something, that they're not your customer, that there's no way to really remarket them? Or are you trying to do that other ways, like through email marketing?
0: So our business overall has become very dynamic, and we have added on a lot of layers of um, chances to connect with people. So, for example, um, it's a really great question, Um, and kind of an advanced question. So we have a gear guide. So we give the chance to people to go to thinkgearguide.com. And then that's a chance to have all the information because we got random YouTube videos out there in one place about, we'll help you for your various budgets, find the right lighting, the right cameras, but then that's a name and email. So that sets building an email list. So we have a chance to follow up and and talk to uh, everybody again, but even uh, as you get deeper, you know YouTube digital advertising allows you to follow up with um, any kind of text banner placement or pre-roll video ad to any new subscribers within the last six months only. So that's actually interesting. It's not even in the history of your channel, but it's only in the last six months. But again, their touch point of being on your YouTube channel does give you an opportunity if you have um, other products or programs to to follow up with. Um, And then there are other ways of other like whether it's trainings or checklists or things we've created, because the overall vision of Think Media is to help 10,000 people uh, really to help 10,000 purpose driven people create a full time living doing what they love while making a difference in the world with YouTube and online video. And so what we've learned is that, yes, that's the tool side, what cameras, what lighting and then how do you use those cameras? But it's also really the strategy side. How do you brand and position yourself to stand out on YouTube? How do you master the platform? How do you kind of master online marketing, your messaging, your personal brand, your niche? And so the amount of kind of skill sets and things that I've learned over the past, you know, over 10 years and that our specialists and team know as well, actually, it's quite a bit. I mean, it's a ton of different nuances of what it means to uh, have a powerful brand and a profitable brand in 2020 and beyond. So we, we now have, yeah, we have an event called growth video live every year. Um, It's a virtual event this year and in light of the pandemic and everything that's going on, but typically in Las Vegas, and we've got other digital courses and um, I've got a book called YouTube secrets. So it's taken years to build all this stuff, but to your point, Kim, Um, We have probably over 40 different revenue streams, if you count individual affiliate programs, and and a lot of different ways to um, market, connect, and, and we sort of do it all. And I've added those things on as one I've stayed educated and kept sharpening as a leader to understand what is modern marketing and what are the skill sets and the platforms you need to be active on. And then also partnering with a strong team. So like Heather Torres is, uh, I understand all the strategy and nuance and even copywriting and marketing of, um, of digital ads, but I've never built one. She, she's the master of YouTube ads and Facebook ads and whatnot. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're basically, I don't know if we're doing it all, but I mean, I just think we're doing text message now. So we've got text message going, messenger bots, email. So there's a lot of different ways. And that's really important
2: is that anytime I talk to an entrepreneur is that you want to have what we call non-traditional revenue, multiple sources. So that this way, if Amazon decides that they're going to cut that commission down. That you're not going to be sitting there holding the bag saying, uh, now what? Because as you know, Sean, so many people built their businesses on Facebook, right? And so they tell everybody, go join them on Facebook. Join me on Facebook. And then they built up this following on Facebook. And then Facebook came around and said, hey, well, we kind of changed the rules a little bit. If you really want your messages to get out there, you're going to have to pay us to boost the post. And I've heard from so many people that just totally failed at that particular moment And Facebook, you know, what do they say? They're just in it for the money. So when we start talking about videos for just a second, if I can pivot the conversation just a little bit, have you found great success on, say, for example, putting your videos on Instagram?
0: Yeah. So we, um, I love what you said. I think diversification is key, especially in this industry, because any one platform, is rented land. We call it. It's not land you own. You only own your own website. You only own your own email list or your own text message list, and therefore um, we we lean into those things. But we also want to diversify platforms. What happens? Just like Facebook, if they kill organic reach, from like obliterate organic reach. I mean, you know, at one point we probably remember when ninety percent of your Facebook. Fan page likes would see your post. And now it might be 0.009%, you know, it just keeps being reduced. So Instagram's a platform we lean heavily in. And our favorite uh, aspect of that, Kim, is IGTV, specifically because once IGTV allowed you to have a preview of the post in your main profile and integrate into your main profile. We found that IGTV is the most powerful video format there, even more so than 60-second video profile posts. And because you have much longer time limits and you could um, even upload just widescreen videos at first, they were so, you know, it only was, Uh, vertical content, but now you can upload a widescreen 16 by nine video, and it allows you to flip the phone and watch it. Um, it doesn't even have to be very hard to integrate your content right there on IGTV. So some, some people in our community will put their YouTube videos right up there. So they meet people right where they are on Instagram. Some will Edit the content a little bit, change the call to action to the beginning or the out end. Um, and in our case, we basically do snippets. We call it micro content. And so it's, it's maybe one point of a video for two minutes. We're explaining a couple settings, or for two minutes, um, we're ranting about a particular skill or uh, trend or something that's happening. So yeah, I think Instagram, I use Instagram stories every day. And that's kind of my daily vlog and uh, IGTV. Probably we post about three or four of those a week, and um, and then even Instagram Live. Instagram's a whole other can of worms because it's the everything platform. It was pictures, but now it's live streaming, video, short form video, long form video, um, and, you <laughs> yeah. know, stories, like it, as well as photos still. So it's a pretty crazy platform.
2: You know, my my fear in investing too much in Instagram is because I got burned in Facebook, and I was never. I'll tell you, Sean, I was never the one who got on national radio and said. Join me on Facebook because I always felt, you know, this is my customer. I don't want to share my customer with Facebook. I fear they're already on Facebook. And so if they find me, they find me. And my concern right now is when I talk to the folks who uh, handle our social media and stuff like that and digital marketing is that if they did that once to Facebook, okay, now they own Instagram. It's just a matter of time before they come in and say, "Okay, here's where we're going to have to start monetizing and making money along these." But we also have these other video platforms like, you know, TikTok and, of course, Snapchat. Um, Are you seeing any traction there?
0: I think that, um, man, it could be so easy. we call it kind of like shiny object syndrome. And I also do think there's first mover advantage. And And TikTok is a lot of our students and a lot of people in our communities are getting remarkable results on TikTok. And when I say results, that's remote, remarkable reach, mini viral videos. Um, but you always got to ask, depending on what your what's your end goal, you got to start with the end in mind. Is, start with the end in mind. Is it connected to some kind of a business result or are you just having fun? Um, and what's the intent of the user on the platform? So I think TikTok's really interesting. We, at some point, pick our battles, choose our lanes, audit our bandwidth, audit our energy, even with a team. Um, and and uh, we have not leaned into TikTok yet. I always fill the poll. I see what's happening there. We did Snapchat for quite a while, and then they did an algorithm uh, flip a little bit. And it was right when Instagram stories were coming out, and we found that the mindset, the more professional, uh, you know, kind of just an older audience, both of those platforms skew very young. Um, uh, there is, there is some potential business content on both of those. And, and you always, yeah, it depends on what your strategy or what your goals are. But at the end of the day, we kind of, we're already a Jack of a lot of trades. Hopefully we're mastering a lot of them, but we're not trying to necessarily add, um, uh, we don't want to spread ourselves too thin too soon, and that's one way I've looked at it too. That sometimes to solve a problem in our business, the question is not how, but who. And if there's enough revenue and it's the right season, I think there's something about delegating. Um, like if if it made sense, I would maybe hire somebody part time to focus on repurposing content for TikTok, which is not even necessarily ideal because. You want to be native and maybe talking directly to the camera and creating co- content straight for the platform. However, I have seen uh, some people uh, pull different snippets and then, when maybe like a younger TikTok-minded person knows how to put up little talk bubbles and take funny moments for maybe a live stream or something, and really execute um, with TikTok best practices. But even going into all of that, for me. Our business is is doing well, and we feel incredibly blessed and are very empathetic to what's even happening in the world. But e-commerce order volume had, continues to double as people are more locked down and whatnot. So it was sort of sort of like we feel like we've been learning to swim for the last ten years, not realizing that the world was going to get flooded, and
2: <laughs> which is true,
0: <laughs> completely. And and um, and yeah. so we feel grateful for what's happening, but a lot of it is. Man, it's the ultimate temptation of a business owner and an entrepreneur is always to add on more. I heard one person this say it this way. Businesses most often don't die from starvation. They die from indigestion and from really doing too much. Yeah.
2: You know, and I I can tell you that I'm probably guilty of that over the years. I mean, I'm not, I don't know if you know this, but I'm not part of any major network. I'm not part of Westwood, Premier, you know, Intercom, whoever it may be. I actually started my network from scratch, and I have no debt and no investors. And because of that, it gives me great leeway. But I have a team now who understands that and they'll say, You know, I know that was a good four o'clock in the morning thought, but now that it's 9 a.m., it's probably not a good idea. And I'm like, okay, all right, that's really awesome.
1: If you love the digital lifestyle and love keeping up with all the breaking tech news and security alerts and data breaches, so you can tell your friends and family kind of what's going on and what to watch out for we've got you covered with the Commando newsletters they keep you right up to date and you can get yours at commando.com which is K-O-M-A-N-D-O and on the top, click on the Get the Newsletter button, and it's a double opt-in. So we'll send you an email to make sure that you want the newsletters, and then you got them. We've got also specialty newsletters about Apple and Android, many, many others, including The Current, which is just what it says. It keeps you up to date on what's going on, and there is no advertising in The Current. It is read it just as you get it. And again, that's at commando.com, K-O-M-A-N-D-O.com. Try it out and see if you like it. We believe you will. It's at commando.com, K-O-M-A-N-D-O. And just ahead, it's more of Kim's conversation with Sean Cannell, who makes over $40,000 a month using YouTube. He's going to talk about the turning point in his business when he decided it was a viable full-time business and a few secrets to how he names his videos to have more people watch. And one more secret that you'll learn about coming up on Tech You Should Know with Kim Commando.
2: If we can get back to YouTube for just a second and think media and your company, um, at what point did you say to yourself or you talked to your wife about it? And you said, you know what, I really think this is going to make it.
0: Yeah, it's a great question and interesting story. You know, I, uh, I started YouTube personally back in 2010, but for me, my path was. Um, I I mentioned growing up in a church and I was doing ministry um, and we went through a really hard season around 2009 and 10, but eventually moved to Las Vegas um, and I took a director of communication position at a church. So, YouTube, I always uh, very passionate, have a lot of energy and was so fascinated by YouTube. So I always would do stuff on the side, um, you know, working on weekends and whenever I had time during summers or slow times, I am a big proponent of working on your, uh, dream job while you have a day job, or I always am kind of a side hustle, even with a full time job I've, or, or being a full time entrepreneur, I should say I've got side hustles and projects or whatever. So saying that, um, in 2011, we moved to Las Vegas and it was a huge, it was a great season for us. Uh, our, we were part of a larger mega church. So I was part of a broadcast ministry. So we were like buying TV time. We were just getting into social. So I was learning about, um, email marketing. We did some Facebook ad stuff. We're doing the social media platforms. And my, uh, pastor at the time boss was an author. So I was Work, I'm, a, I'm an author today, but I was working on his books and marketing his books. And that was sort of always a value of mine. I heard Ken Coleman, he wrote a book called The Proximity Principle. It was, I want to get around people I can learn from, as well as get in environments that can level me up and give me the chance to learn skills that I may use sometime in my future. And so for really 2000 to, uh, 10 to 15, I was doing all that kind of stuff, but eventually I transitioned and, uh, into freelancing full-time. And I had, the church was one of my clients and I was still doing social media for them. And I started working for other authors, speakers, entrepreneurs, and I had three main clients and they were paying me 2000, 2000, 1000 a month. And it was just my wife and I, we don't have any kids. We got a bun in the oven right now, Um, baby coming in September. Uh, But uh, we, uh, I had had freelance clients. And Kim, if I'm honest, I I was pretty comfortable. I was doing YouTube on the side. I was making 300 to 500 a month off of YouTube ads and affiliate marketing, really cool, like side money, but definitely not enough to like pay the mortgage pay for you know life yet. And because of we were making about 60 K a year from these freelance clients, I was sort of at a place of just chipping away at everything, but, but pretty comfortable with, you know, living as a couple Las Vegas, cost of living is pretty affordable, like it's pretty, pretty sweet setup. But October, 2015, I'll never forget week. Number one, one of the clients call me, Hey, Sean, we got to let you go. You know, we're transitioning. We're doing some things Shoot, losing 2000 bucks. Okay. Well, we still got two other clients. No big deal. But next week phone call rings. Hey, Sean, we got to let you go. That was the second one. Now we lost 4,000. And now I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit nervous. Third week. Of course, you probably could predict it coming because it was like one of those. If anyone's yeah, ever had one yes. of those months, you're like, might as well, you know. <laughs> third freelance client. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah.
2: I know what you're going to say. Don't even. You don't even need to say it. Okay. Thanks a lot. I love you. We'll catch you some other. That's time,
0: right. Right. And okay. so, within three weeks' time, we lost ninety percent of our income, and uh, I was, you know, panicked. I was worried. And thank God for mentors and, and people in our life because I called a kind of a business mentor who's had a lot of success online and in business named David Goldstein. Uh, right after all that happened, I'm like, David, I'm worried. Like, this is what do I do? Like, I'm, I'm kind of freaking out here. And he goes, I'm not worried. And I was actually offended a little bit. I'm like, well, I know you're not worried. Like, you never worry about anything. Like You're independently wealthy, David. Like, I get you're not worried, but you also never pay, you know, our bills for us. So, like, what do you mean? But I'm so glad (laughs) that he said that because he said, you know, you've been you've been doing this stuff and you've been doing this stuff for others. You've been helping other people grow their YouTube channel. You're spending so much of your time serving clients that um, you've also now you're going to be able to devote your full force of your energy to building your business um, and your brand. And he, you know, being years down the road, I think he saw with a lot of clarity that I could not see in the moment um, with the fear I was experiencing. And so week number four in October, 2015, I'll admit it was like Ben and Jerry's and Netflix and like, just like, what's going to happen. I think the world just ended it for us. Uh, but I, I gathered summoned up my energy and I realized, you know, wow, I don't have a boss now. Like literally, I also don't really have a ton of income, but, but it's, this is all on me. <laughs> like I got nothing to do. Like you better. It's yeah, and, and you know what? And you've
2: got that beautiful wife looking at you saying, come on, honey, okay, <laughs> no let's doubt. get it in gear. I, I was like,
0: I was like, man, it's time to go all in. And, and I had him pushing me and even others that were encouraging me. And so I got to work November 1st, 2015, which was good timing because it was already – tech reviews, camera stuff, and YouTube. And the Think Media YouTube channel was at 16,000 subscribers. You mentioned it's at 1.2 million now. So this is it's at 16,000 subscribers, which is quite a bit, but not a ton, you know, in respect to, like, making it a full-time thing. But I just went all in. And I was working 60, 70, 80-hour weeks because my life depended on it. And um, there was a good timing because Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and Holiday Shopping, a lot of times they say Q4 contains as much commerce yeah, Q4 as it. the first three combined. And so um, I was just making videos as many as I could a week. And again, sometimes people say, well, easy for you to do what you're doing today. You got people helping you. I'm like, no, I've been through every stage. I mean, you're, when you're a YouTuber, YouTube content creator, I was like, I, I came up with the video ideas, shot the video ideas, took the SD card out, edited the videos, uploaded them, uploaded the thumbnail filled out the description, released the video, shared it on social, repeated the process day after day. But by January, uh, 2016, Kim, the amount of money we earned on the Amazon affiliate program was $4,500. And the YouTube ads had now risen to around five, six, So that 5,000 a month had been replaced in just two months. And which is awesome. From there, it was, fabulous. it was just, it was just full, full forward and it just continued to scale and build. And the reason I love YouTube the most is because it's the only platform where your content lives forever. So even when, even though you're a solo creator, even though you're creating videos by yourself, the goal is, and not everybody does, not every video does this, but the goal is to create a video once that ranks in search. We call a ranked video a video that continues to show up in either search results or through YouTube's algorithms is shown is being suggested by YouTube. So it's being viewed for weeks, months, and even years to come. So when I make a video, like what's the best camera for YouTube, I view that video as actually like an employee that you pay once, but that works for you for free for weeks, months, and years to come. So you're multiplying yourself if you're doing the process, right? So that's where it, 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 it builds up momentum. It's like a snowball effect because yeah, it was $2, but then it was two to 300 a month, pretty consistently, whether I was uploading new videos or not over the years. And then once that 4,000 hit, I kind of, you have to feed some more videos in there, but when you're doing it, right, it just continues to scale. And so that's kind of been the system that we built to today. And what's crazy is that think media grew to just 20,000 subscribers, which sounds like a big number, but but we're basically making, you know, a 60K a year income plus off a $20,000 YouTube channel or 20,000 subscriber, I should say. Um, and then, again, it was now keep learning, keep sharpening the saw, learn new skills, diversify to your point, um, you know, think about uh, keep sustaining the process, rest. And, and what's beautiful is any entrepreneur knows this, that a lot of times you do so much heavy lifting up front and you want to talk about balance. I think that balance is a word that's kind of weird to throw around. I think life's a little bit more about seasons because there wasn't a ton of balance early on, but we were building for the future, building leverage, building systems, eventually building a team, saving money, being responsible um, and, and getting ahead and, and um, put a lot of of work into that up front. I mean, I think I, Dave Ramsey said it this way. He was he said, "Live today like no one else, so that later in life you can live and give like no one else." Dave,
2: Dave's a, Dave's fantastic, and he's got yeah, he does. He's Dave's got a lot of. I, I I like him as a person, and I like him as a an entrepreneur. And what he's done with his business is phenomenal. Um, we have just a few moments left. Just I, just a quick question on naming your titles. Do you have any secrets that people could use to get their videos to the top of the search results?
0: Yeah, a couple of really high-power secrets are one. One is the versus strategy. I think that even, of course, you want to name your titles, titles well. You want them to pop up, be provocative, create curiosity. But the versus strategy is... That's a style of video and title that can do exceptionally well to rank a video because people, if they're about to make a buying decision, they're wondering: Blendtec blender versus. The Ninja Blender. They're wondering about the Canon M50 versus the Sony SB1, the new vlogging camera. They're even wondering in any any kind of topic, capitalism versus <laughs> socialism. They're wondering about. So, versus gives you a clear idea that a lot of people search for, and it's a video format. Um, that people could jump on. Another one is whenever you're writing a title, here's what you want to research, research, how to write blog headlines, research, how to write newspaper headlines, learn how to write really powerful headlines, because we've all probably read it. It's in, it seems since what's the point of a headline in a newspaper to make you read the article? What's the point of the first sentence of 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 the first paragraph? to make you read the second sentence and actually keep keep being interested. So really what you want your title to do is to create an open loop if possible, to create curiosity, to, um, to get people to click is the goal. So is it clickable? Is it kind of pull? Is is there a pull to it? Um, that makes people want to click through. Is it clear? If you confuse, you lose in online marketing. So, um, I think that a mistake people make is they go too broad, even in their video topics. And so, Kim, I might give you uh, this tip for people, and it's the title is important, the thumbnail is important, but what doesn't get talked about enough is the topic itself. When you talk about the right topic at the right time, it can really be really magical. Because it's kind of like if I was to, on my tech channel, um, do a comparison of like, two different typewriters right now. There's not a lot of people searching for typewriters. (laughs) and It's not like the hottest topic right now. And it's not that you just have to cover trends, but there is something about talking, knowing, having a pulse in your industry, having a pulse of the zeitgeist of kind of what people are thinking about and what they're interested in. And so we've learned that actually you want to pick the right topic and then connect it to a powerful title. And then that thumbnail is, Is pretty much equally as important as the title. Does that kind of create some interest or is it clear? Is it compelling? Does it make people want to click? Those are a few tips uh, that people can, um, can do when it comes to YouTube. And, and I'll admit, I mean, YouTube definitely kind of like anything, you know, this you're, you're like the media goddess, like you're a media maven, like you. And so you understand that, to, to be a YouTuber is all of these – you're the producer, you're the Everything. director, you're the videographer, you're the yeah. editor. And so there's a lot of skill sets. So I'd encourage people. There's so much opportunity on YouTube right now, um, but you kind of just got to commit to the journey, to jump in, to not be overly critical of yourself. You got to punch fair in the face, punch perfectionism in the face and press record, and then just commit to getting 1% better with every upload. My first videos were terrible, but I just kept posting, and I kept learning new skills, and just recording right off a webcam with low energy, and then learning, hey, maybe you should have a little bit of energy, and working as a communicator. It could seem overwhelming, but man, is it going to be easy? No. Is it going to be worth it? For sure, (laughs) because we're living in an era where to have online influence and an online brand and to be established, with online authority and to create, you know, income streams and passive income streams can not only be life changing, they can be uh, critical to diversifying your business in light of a world that's pretty crazy right now. And so um, YouTube is is a powerful platform and I encourage people to lean in.
2: Congratulations on your success, Sean. And uh, the channel, everybody, it's, it's Think Media. You really ought to check it out. I mean, if, if you're looking at least to start a business on YouTube and you're wondering how to create videos and you're wondering the right gear, uh, I'm telling you, Sean, you, you've done a fabulous job. Congratulations on all your success. And I hope you keep us posted and you keep diversifying um, and just let us know how we can help you anyway.
0: Kim, thank you so much. Appreciate you and uh, everything that you're doing to help people with consumer tech. It's just amazing and um, grateful to be able to connect today.
1: Hey, once again, we want to thank you for listening to Tech You Should Know with Kim Commando. And we'll be back next week with more insider secrets to protect yourself online, make money from home, secure your devices, avoid scams, and much, much more. Don't forget to subscribe. Get these delivered to your device every time they're released. I'm Mike James. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.